All right, all right, we are getting started here with Mutiny Radio. I am your host, Sean Darum. We have a few comics here tonight. For those who are new, you will get this sound at three minutes. And that is your notice to get off in a minute. All right. So, y'all want to get started with this? Looks like this is going to be our night. All right. We are starting with our first comedian here. We have Clayton Mosley, everybody. All right, everybody. Don't, don't stop making it loud. Keep it going, y'all. Keep it going. All right. All five of y'all that showed up tonight. I'm having difficulties getting the mic stand where fuck this mic stand. You know what? We're just going to talk like this right here. I need to practice more on holding the mic in my hand and talking. But I always fuck around. I'm moving around too much. But I feel like when I'm sitting here with the mic stand right here, I feel grounded. You feel grounded? Or you like to move? I know you like to move around. You be sitting up here with your fucking feet on shit. You be like, my name's Wally Hippolito. You got banned on what? God damn, Patrick. Why is he going to ban my boy Wally? When did you do that last? Last time you were there? God damn. That is terrible. We only get three minutes. We're just going to rotate it. We're going to do like I go up, then Wally goes up, then these two people, they go up, and then you're going to go up, and then we're just going to keep it rotating the night. That's how we're going to do it. Hell yeah. I should try to tell some jokes I was thinking about. You know, we've been having a lot of rain here in California lately. Y'all stay dry today? We had a little bit of rain out here today, didn't we? And uh, it's been some of that historical rain, hasn't it? Like some of that biblical rain. Like it's been raining for 40 days and 40 nights. Hell, I seen a homeless person in my neighborhood building an ark the other day. I told him, I was like, well, shit, buddy. I'll help you out. I know how to build boats. <sighs> I don't think it rained enough to make it float. I told him I'd help him push it down the hill when the stream started flowing. You know, it got me thinking. I grew up going to church a lot. You know, whenever you're in church as a kid, your number one goal is to not become a distraction and make any kind of noise. Because if you did, they're going to take your ass outside and they're going to tear you up, okay? They're going to take the belt off. You hear it coming out the ring, and you just, and they beat the shit out of you. <laughs> well, this one little kid in there, I always had this perfect demonstration of what not to do in there. There was this one boy, he was always making some kind of noise. He was moving around, never could sit still. I remember one time after they got through singing, he started barking like a dog. Goes, ho, 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 ho. His daddy grabbed him by the shirt, just dragged him out and said, no, daddy, no, don't do it. Don't do it, daddy. I'll be good. I promise. I can't help it. His dad said, I'm going to help you help, and I'm going to beat the devil out of you, boy. That scared the shit out of me, so I just kept quiet. Y'all, it got so bad that they started taking all us kids, and they would take us to the back of the church like a daycare so they can have church without any distractions. <sighs> Y'all, they ended up testing that boy a few years later. They found out that he had Tourette's. I'm glad I could hear Wally taking a pee. It's that quiet. What you like when you tell a joke, just a dead silence. Dead sounds. Speaking of dead sounds, yeah, I was out thrift shopping the other day, and I walked into one of those secondhand clothes stores over on Hate Street. And I was browsing around in there. You know, they had a bunch of cool things in there. You know, I looking at some stuff, and I ended up finding this old Carhartt jacket in there. I picked it up, and it looked really good. And so I tried it on. It fit me real nice. And I was going to buy it until I looked at the price tag on it. 
Y'all, they wanted $400 for a 90s vintage Carhartt jacket. Y'all, they done lost their goddamn minds, okay? For $400, this jacket better come with a backstory of who wore it and what they did with their life. Hell, for all I know, it could have been a carpenter who was a pedophile who wore it. I don't want that shit rubbing off on me. Shit, for $400, I'll go out and buy me a few Carhartt jackets, wear them for a few months, doing Carhartt shit in them, and then I'll go make them look like that, and then I'll turn around and I'll sell them and make a profit. Yeah. Eggs are getting expensive, y'all. Goddamn right. Man, the only way I'm going to pay $400 for a used Carhartt jacket is if it's the Carhartt jacket that Heath Ledger wore whenever he fucked Jake Gyllenhaal in the ass and broke back mountain. Because that right there is memorabilia, y'all. God damn, I'm going to get the fuck out of here, y'all. I hope y'all feel just as depressed as I do whenever y'all come up here for y'all's turn. Have a good night. All right, all right. Let's give it up one more time for Clayton. All right, coming up next, we have Wally Hippolito. This won't go down. Story of my life. Shit. All right. Uh, sub mutiny. How y'all doing? Oh, Clayton can fuck off. How are you two doing tonight? Y'all good? Your first time over here? Not a good look so far, is it? Yeah, I'm not going to lie to you guys. It's a great. Well, I know I look good. I'm just saying as an overall perspective, it's, it's not great. It's not great. Like, comedians are so fickle in this way, you know what I mean? It's very disappointing. Like, you tell a motherfucker to come at 6 o'clock, it's like 6.10 already. I don't understand it. This motherfucker's not even a comedian. He's just a random dude that just saw a door open, you know what I mean? Like, no, I was playing. But um, anybody work? You guys all have jobs over here? Yeah, that's good. I have a job, too, sometimes. You know, I feel like during... I feel like post-pandemic, everybody, like, goes to work but doesn't do their job anymore. You know what I mean? It's called quiet quitting. Have you heard of that? Yeah, yeah. It's You know, it's just like the seven cops in Memphis that got fired for having sex at the precinct. That's some insane shit, right? Like, my tax dollars did not pay for you to have sex and not release the body cam footage. It's like watching. It's like watching uh, Will Chamber. It's like a uh, Will Chamberlain's 100-point game. You know what I mean? Like they say, people say that they saw it happen, but you know, where's the video evidence of that? It's all just a fallacy. It's all just a fallacy. What else did I have with that? You know, I, I started going around to uh, precincts and SF, like asking if they want my like di directorial services. Because, you know, sex in public is a crime, but sex with a camera is pornography. So I think that would be a good service to have. All right, this is going great. Um, I stopped going to restaurants because uh, I feel like tipping people for just spinning an iPad is inhumane. Yeah, I don't like it. Like, um, if I wanted to go to... If I wanted to, if I wanted to bust my own dishes and get my own water, I would just stay at home, you know. Like I don't need that shit. Like baristas and uh, baristas and waitresses swear they need a purple, they deserve a purple heart for like for working through the pandemic. 
But it's like, bro, you know what I mean? You know, you know how we treat our veterans? We throw them out on the street. So we'll go make my coffee before I get R2-D2 to replace your ass. Okay, Johnny? Great. Um, are we uh, sports fans here? That's cool. That's cool. Uh, I'm not a sports fan, but I do have a gambling addiction. So there's that, but no, I uh, no, I I thank you, thank you. Uh, but I do love um, I do love watching basketball. I love watching basketball with other short dudes, because they're some of the most delusional people on this earth. You know, have you ever watched basketball with anybody under five nine? They will say always say this to you. You know, if I was five inches taller, I would have made the NBA. Like really, bro? You got to be real with yourself sometimes, guys. If you were five inches taller, you'd just be some bar back in Modesto right now. Be for real, guys. No, but I, I've always been short, and it's never been a problem until, like, I get angry. Then people say I have, a, um, I have like, a Napoleon complex. But if I were 6'3", they'd just say, oh, he's just acting like an Aquarius. Cool. That one's good. Did you guys know Jesus was 5'5"? Five five? No, right? Yeah, that's how I know Jesus isn't real because nobody, because people do not take anybody serious under five ten. You know what I mean? I had more to that joke, <laughs> but I, uh, I've, I've always wanted to be a pro athlete, um, because pro, because pro, uh, it's the only career where you can um, do stupid shit and it be cool. Like if I did a handshake at work with like twenty different moves with Ovid down the hallway, I'm getting fired. But like an athlete does like this seven move handshake. This motherfucker's moves are on TikTok with suburban white kids all across America for like the next two years. Cool. All right, I'll end on this last one. Um, I think that the power of social media is like a little, you know, it's a little, it's a little dangerous, you know. Like everybody wants their favorite celebrity to have an opinion on something, which I don't believe in because like. You know, the basketball community, when something bad happens, they always ask LeBron James of his for his opinion. But it's like, dude, like LeBron James can't even get past the uh, direct directorial notes of a fucking Malcolm X autobiography. What the fuck does he know about police reform? All right, that's my time, guys. I'm Oli Hippolito. All right, give it up one more time for Wally. Okay, next up we have Sophia Garrow. Come on, y'all, give it up, give it up. Hi, friends. I never use my phone on stage. I'm like an old person, so it might be weird. Um, I was reading this hotel review today. Uh, the sky writes, It kicked me out of the pool because of a biohazard. One star. Like, were you the biohazard? Can you imagine shitting in a pool and being like, well, had I known they weren't going to let me swim in the shit? <laughs> Gosh, you loved it. Um, I went to Austin with my mom last weekend, and while we were there, we happened upon a pro-life rally, which was jarring. They had a huge banner up that said, contraceptives cheapen life. It's like, are you serious? I'm supposed to be getting discounts? Are you kidding me? I haven't seen any signage in Safeway for the IUD discount. That's absolute bullshit. 
I have I have I've been told I have really really low standards and I'm very easy to impress, which I've thought was bullshit, not fair. But last night, um, I bumped into this homeless guy on the street, and he jumped out in front of me. He was like, hey, hey, people ask me all the time, Johnny, Johnny, what do you need the money for? And I tell them, crack, and a gun to rob you with. And I was like, a man who knows what he wants? Ooh, sold. So maybe they're right. That's fine. I went to a palm reader recently for the very first time, and it says how much I'm boring you guys in there. Next, uh, I went to a palm reader, and before she even started the reading, she looked at me and was like, I'm picking up on a dark aura. I feel like that's a psychic's way of calling you a bitch. That's like the emergency room doctor being like, okay, before I stop the bleeding, gonna be honest, you're really bumming me out, (laughs) all right? Maybe cool it with the crying. Tone that down. So she takes my hand and she was like, I see two children, but only one pregnancy. I was like, ugh, a stray? <laughs> Gross. Did you guys watch the Amber Heard and Johnny Depp trial way back when? Okay, I was I got way too into that. And ever since then I've started watching live trials. It's like my guilty thing. Uh, I recently watched one of this guy who murdered six people and then decided to represent himself, which is not advised. (laughs) Um, This guy was learning the law like lifetime, which was fantastic to watch. And there was one point where the, the judge was explaining the law to him and how it worked. And he stood up and was like, you can't make me understand. It's against my civil rights. I was like, that's an option to say that? Are you kidding me? I started saying that everywhere. I didn't even file my taxes this year. I just printed that out and sent that to the IRS. You can't make me understand. I'm American. Dr. King fought for, you know? Um, yeah, I'm going to give the room some time. That's all I want to work on. Thank you. Happy Friday. Bye. I love you. All right. That was Sophia. Let's bring up our next comedian. We have Anurag. Come on, everybody. Give it up for him. Woohoo! Yay. I uh, spilled my dinner all over myself before this, and that's why I'm wearing my jacket like this. I tried to wash it out in the sink, but it kind of just looked like I got shot in the chest and then jizzed my pants at the same time. It was just that's, that's where I am right now. Y'all know what exposure therapy is, by the way? Exposure therapy, it's kind of like... You force someone to confront their fear in order to get over it. Like, the other day I pushed my sister into the deep end of the pool to uh, help her get over her fear of uh, being attacked by a family member. And that shit did not work at all. She still hasn't texted me. Uh, I um, I, uh, my, I was driving through a storm with my friend, and he was like, uh, all of a sudden he was like, Jesus, take the wheel. And I was like, I don't think Jesus knows enough about modern technology to be of any assistance here. I don't think you he, I don't think he'd be good behind the the wheel in this scenario. He'd be like, What the hell is this thing? And you'd be like, Jesus, it's a car. It's kinda like kinda like a metal uh metal chariot that goes a hundred miles an hour and runs on dinosaur bones. And you'd be like, What the fuck does that mean? I think if you put Jesus at the wheel, uh, you're both gonna die, I think. Uh 
He might come back in three days, but you definitely won't. That's that's all. This is fun. <laughs> I uh, I used to drive for Uber. I used to drive Ubers, and uh, I drive I drove like a Prius around, which is only five seats, and it got really annoying because people would always try to do the thing where you call uh, Uber X for like seven people, and then you just try to squeeze in. Like I'd always get families that are like, oh, we'll put our kids on our laps, and I'd be like, okay, fine, go ahead. And then I'd always get like drunk people who get in the car and they're like, "Oh, dude, can we just can we just squeeze in? Can we just squeeze in?" <sighs> drunk people just breathe with the cap locks on. I don't know. It's just <laughs> something I've noticed. But the worst one was um, I pulled up outside a circus and there were like thirty clowns there, and I was like, "Get the fuck in here! Come on! I want to see how this is gonna pan out." I want to see. I mean, can you imagine if we got pulled over and like everyone out of the car and they're just like, one, two. I don't know how to imitate 30 clowns getting out of a car. I got to work on that. You saw where that was going at least. Thank you very much, sir. Yeah. All right. What else? I um, I saw uh, two ladies walk into a bar and they were both wearing uh, leggings that said God's favorite on the butt. And uh, I got really depressed because... Uh, God clearly had lied to one of these women, you know? Like, I, t- uh, <laughs> I texted my mom that day. I was like, you know, today today God lied to me. And uh, he was like, no, God does not lie. God has never lied before. I was like, who told you that? And she said, God. I was like, don't you see what might have happened here? I don't know. I don't know. What else? I think that's all I wanted to work on. I'll give some time back. That's it. <laughs> It's been fun. Thank you very much. Have a nice day. All right, that was Anurag. Next up, we have Lillian Sam. Everybody, give it up for her. Woo, 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 woo. Thank you. Oh, no. I just, I just ate the mic. That was really gross. And it was wet. So there's that. Um, happy Black History Month. To you, ma'am. Yeah, just wanted to acknowledge the the month for everyone. Um, it's we're starting a new year. Um, I I started New Year's resolution. Um, one of mine was to lose weight, so I've been trying to eat better. Um, I started eating more fruit. And did you know that dragon fruit is a laxative? I didn't know that. Now you do. Um, no, I feel like there should be warning labels when it comes to dragon fruit. Like, do not eat when you have a presentation coming up. I don't, I don't know. Uh, something about me, um, if I don't fart, I might explode. Just human nature. All right, that one is all right. It worked better yesterday. Um, I, uh, I'm half Vietnamese. I feel like there's, thank you, Sean. Are you Vietnamese? Are you Vietnamese? All right. Anyways, I, I feel like Vietnam doesn't have, like, a great rep. I feel like it needs more appreciation. Um, did you know that Vietnam's the only country that beat America in the war and is still poor? Yeah. I feel like America spends a lot of money in, in the war, and half of America can't even read, and that's the one thing that they lose. Um, all right. I did that better yesterday, too. Um, no, I feel like there's a lot of good things with Vietnam, and there's obviously bad things. Um, one of the bad things about Vietnam is 
every Vietnamese American is Republican for some reason. And um, being Republican isn't a bad thing. It's just you're entitled to your own opinion. But I feel like Vietnamese people don't know why they're Republican. They just hate Chinese people, and Republican also hate Chinese people. I feel like if Democrat were to say, oh, yeah, we also hate Chinese people, America would never win or never lose a war. Sorry, that should <sighs> Okay. That, it, was a good, it was good writing, but I didn't deliver it well. Um, anyways, Vietnam's great. Uh, my, my uncle recently got married. Um, he's 50 years old. And he married someone who's 25. That's called human trafficking, if you didn't know that. Um, no, she's, she's great, um, except she cheated on him and stole $10,000 from him. So they're getting a divorce. Um, and, and I feel like I found out in the most dramatic way possible. I found out on Vietnamese CNN. And if you don't know what that means, I found out on Facebook. It was all over Facebook. Um, a lot of people are asking me, oh, like, how do you feel about that? I'm like, oh, um, I feel okay. Is that, is that me wrapping up? Oh, no, it's just outside. Okay, my bad. <laughs> no, um, I, no I, I think she did a good thing. I wish a sugar daddy would take me away from here and give me money as well. Um, but, no, I was actually the one who got to call ICE on her. Um, and I was like, is this white privilege? Get the fuck out of my country. I don't know. All right. My, my niece is a runway model. She walked for Victoria's Secret in the Victoria's Secret fashion show before it got trashy. And, and then she got pregnant. Um, I just wish I, was, I would be a better role model for her. Um, but I think my m one mistake is also not being a runway model. I feel like I would have helped her. All right. Thanks, guys. <laughs> All right. That was Lillian. And right now we have our next comedian. Give it up for Josh Katsky, everybody. Thank you very much. Hope you guys are all doing well. Uh, I recently had my car stolen by a tow truck. Uh, yeah, I, I hate, I, I think the worst part about getting your car towed is that they don't leave a sign or a note or anything to tell you that they took your car. They're just content to let you question your sanity. Like you get to your spa and you're like, I'm 100% sure I parked here. And then you walk up and down the street a couple times and you're like, I'm pretty sure I parked in the area. And then you walk around the block a few times and you're like, do I exist? Nothing is real. All right, fuck old stuff, let's do new stuff. Uh, you guys get fired yet or what? Yeah, not yet? We're getting there, it's coming soon. Uh, I've been watching, my girlfriend actually just got fired and I watched their layoff announcement with, uh, with fucking Salesforce and Benioff and the layoff thing. They're, they're fun to watch because you just see the CFO get up. He's like, this is the worst day of my life. I consider all of you to be my family and today I have to let go of 12,000 of my children. And then somebody gets on the, on the chat and they're like, uh, dad? Why don't you just sell one of your super mega yachts that's worth $5 billion and then pay for some of our salaries? Today is the worst day of my life. Today, I have to let go of 12,001 of my children. All right. Uh, you, can't, you can't fire family. That's, you can't call these people your family and then fire them. I wish you could fire family. 
I wish you could at least demote them sometimes, you know? Like, Dad, this has been a really terrible quarter. Your mom now. Mom, great job. Your grandpa now. Grandma, the memory's starting to fade. You're now the pet goldfish. All right. You guys do cocaine? I don't do the hard stuff myself. I know a lot of comics do coke and stuff. I don't do the hard stuff just because I've seen what it can do to people. Like my best friend, my best friend once sucked a dude's dick in a parking garage for 45 minutes just for some coke. And honestly, for all that effort, I should have given him more than a key bump. He deserved it. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm getting dumber. I know I'm getting dumber. Last night, I thought I lost my phone. So I called my phone from my phone, and then it went straight to voicemail. So I was like, oh, the phone must have died. So I started searching under the couch for my phone using the flashlight on my phone. And then I was like, oh, it must be lost. Let me Google how to use find my friends. So I started like Googling how do I find myself. It was really a very fulfilling experience. Uh, I don't know, I'm getting dumber. And it's a shame because my family's smart. Like my great-grandfather was a genius, like Mensa-level genius. Back in World War II, he was actually a radar operator. And while manning his station, he taught himself how to play mental chess. So no board, no pieces. He played entire games of chess in his mind. He used to brag to us that while he was stationed at Pearl Harbor, he would play 15, 20 games a day. Looking back, Probably should have focused on the radar. All right. I think I'm just going to stop with that. All right. No Pearl Harbor jokes, I guess. All right. That was Josh. And our next comedian coming up right now is Denise Lee. Everybody give it up. Uh, I I got dumped yesterday by my therapist. That was a real bummer. We've been seeing each other for a few months, and, like, I poured my heart out to her yesterday, and at the end of our session, she was like, I'm going to transfer you to another therapist. And she was like, how does that make you feel? And I was like, you're literally escalating me, like, customer support. I was like, that makes me feel fucking amazing, you know? I was like, I feel pretty proud of myself. I was like, ah, I was the one she couldn't fix. Um, recently I've been contemplating a career change to be a stripper instead. Uh, I heard stripping is a good workout and I was like, oh, I want to get paid to exercise. Uh, but the problem is I realize that when I do app workouts, I kind of look constipated. So I think I'd just be like a constipated stripper. I don't know if people are into that. I think it's good to be self-aware, though. You know, like, it's just, like, when I exercise, I put, like, 110% effort in. And I'm a very hard worker, but it shows on my face. You know, like, it's not a bad thing. Like, I can picture myself, like, on a stripper pole. Someone sees me, and they admire me for my work ethic. Like, I think I'd be the kind of stripper that, like, inspires men to go home and provide for their families, um, cool. Uh, I feel conflicted about Asian stereotypes. Like, I hate that stereotype where people say, like, all Asians look the same. 
but I do enjoy sharing one Costco ID card with five other Asian females. Hey, sharing a Costco card, that's a real moral dilemma, right? Like it's a group of us ages 22 to 80. When I go to Costco, my name is not Denise Lee. My name is Tiffany Wong. Once I almost got in trouble, the Costco security guard at the entrance, he looked at the card and was like, is this you? And I was like, sir, are you saying that this face doesn't look like a Tiffany Wong? And he was like, I swear someone came in yesterday with like the same card who was a foot shorter. And I panicked, so I said the first thing that came to mind. I was like, sir, have you heard of stopping Asian hate? And he was like, I apologize, Tiffany Wong, welcome to Costco. So yeah, did I gaslight a Costco employee? Maybe. But also, like, in this economy, I was like, all right, we need, like, some Kirkland olive oil for a good price. Like, honestly, I usually, like, don't even really need anything from Costco. I just kind of go for the good vibes. Sometimes I'll splurge and, like, buy a Costco hot dog and a fountain drink for $1.99. I told my friend Tiffany Wong that I like hot Costco hot dogs, and she was like, Denise, that's so disgusting. And she was like, did you know hot dogs are made from sheep intestines? And I did not know that. That was an interesting fact. I was like, I had absolutely no idea sheep intestines were so delicious. You know, I was like, what else has it? I'll take it. All right. That's it for me. Thank you. (laughs) All right. That was Denise. Up next, we have... One of my favorite comedians out here, Lauren Crowd, everybody. Give it up. Thank you. Give it up for Sean. Yay, Sean. All right. People say he's just a worthless piece of shit. But does anybody ever say that he's a worthwhile piece of shit? Could be, right? Or that new guy that we hired? I think he's just a real worthwhile piece of shit. He's going to go far. I bet his worthwhile piece of shit ass will be president by come Christmas. All right, we'll work on that one. Not very good. Um, (laughs) How come there's Thomas Wolfe and Michael J. Fox... But you never hear a word about Edward Gorilla or Edith Tarantula. Huh? There's Dane Cook and Karen Carpenter and Robert Taylor. But where is Peter Proctologist and Johnny Pimp? No? All right. The thoughts. 2 a.m. thoughts. Kitten Caboodle is redundant when you say the whole Kitten Caboodle because... It all means the same thing. But what if you don't have the whole thing? What if you only have half a kitten caboodle? Then what do you say? It's a conundrum. All right. These are going over really well. Okay. Let's talk about... (laughs) uh, Remember cassette tapes? These were shiny on one side, little skinny tapes that you put inside of a plastic thingy. And then it, and you stuck them in a machine, and it magically played music or someone singing or gave you advice. 
Like, don't get up at 2 a.m. after you've had two Irish coffees and Stilton cheese for dinner because you're going to come up so with some pretty strange shit, like this joke. How do cassette tapes work? How does anything work? I'm talking technology, people. I don't understand these things. Phones, computers, airplanes, all that shit. I don't get that. I know how to make a funny. Ha, ha, ha. That's what I understand. But if it were not for Edison's imagination, we'd be sitting in the dark right now. In the dark. If it weren't for Alexander Graham Bell, we would have nothing for our thumbs to do and no way to to have anybody to say you're running late to Cousin Barry's Bar Mitzvah. No bus in sight. All right, I dropped a line in there that probably would have made it funnier. Here's a depressing thought. I've been clinically depressed more than half my life. Here's an uplifting thought. At last count, 27 of my various therapist kids attended Stanford, Harvard, and Yale. Coincidence? I think not. Here's another depressing thought. I have a BA in English and theater, a master's in creative writing, a teaching credential, and a certificate of completion from Columbia University School of Bartending. All true. And yet I stand before you without a steady job. Here's an uplifting thought. At my last comedy show, I got a free drink ticket. Comedy pays. One more depressing thought. Most women my age are married or in a relationship, have kids and grandkids, with jobs, nice homes in Walnut Creek. I have none of those things. Here's an uplifting thought. Most women my age are dead. Well, I'll, I'll work on that one and get back to you. All right, that's my time. Thanks very much. All right, Lauren Kraut. Okay, our next comedian is coming all the way from Korea. We have Kristen Pimley. Come on, y'all, give it up, give it up. Oh my God, I'm so glad I flew 14 hours for this. Uh, Yeah, I am the knockoff Anne Hathaway. I'm the Devil Wears Walmart. I'm Catwoman in The Dark Knight Rises, but my pussy makes men Christian Bale. So, uh, yeah, I don't live live here. I'm from South Korea. Um, You know, I've become my conservative parents' greatest nightmare, an immigrant. I moved to a country, I don't speak the language, and I'm stealing their jobs. But I'm white, so I'm one of the good ones. <laughs> you know, I, it sucks when you live abroad. Like, it's a little difficult. Um, you miss home. You miss family. But uh, it also sucks when you know that you're not the favorite child. My parents will always go over to my brother's place, and it's always a total mess. They'll, like, wipe down, sweep everything, and they even bring them flowers. I'm like, if you've spent half as much time on your living children... Yeah, so I have an older brother who passed away before I was born, you know. Uh, He was my parents' first child, so, you know, first one in, first one out. They say life is a marathon, not a sprint, and he tripped at the starting line. One more? Fantastic. (laughs) They say you should walk before you run, but he couldn't even crawl. I'm sorry. Rolling over in his baby grave. (laughs) Oh, God. Well, um, yeah, I'm originally from Indiana, uh, Noblesville, Indiana, truly a special place. Um, our hometown mas- like high school mascot is the Miller, as in the people that grind grain to make flour. 
because my hometown is also white and tasteless. I moved to Korea so I could be exotic. <laughs> Uh, yeah, being from a farming state, uh, we have lots and lots of, I'll give you a hint, what starts with C and ends with ORN. That's right, child porn. <laughs> There's more than corn in Indiana. <laughs> uh, yeah, so there is uh, lots of um, minors, minor fucking in my state. Like five of my high school teachers went to prison for fucking their students. It was a major issue. To Catch a Predator wasn't a show, it was an elective. Um, yeah, and even though I was quiet, unattractive, unpopular in high school, even my high school physics teacher hit on me. So that's cool. He would buy me chocolate and jewelry and he would give it to me in class. So <laughs> got my first sugar daddy. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the class joke was that um, he, would, he would stare at you by just like talking to your tits. So the class joke was like, if you wanted a good grade, you just wear a low-cut shirt. And if you had double A's, you got an F. <laughs> so the physics was theoretical, but the, the trauma was real. Uh, when I won my high school science fair as a sophomore, yes, I used to be smart. Now I do this. When I won, he came up to me and he put his arm around me and he kissed me on the cheek. And I ran for it. Because, as you know, an object at rest will remain at rest unless acted upon by a fucking pedophile. Uh, yeah, so I told my mom and she said, uh, Kristen, he's an old man, his wife is dead. He'll retire and then he'll die, so let him do what he wants. So that's how I approach every relationship now. He'll be dead soon, let him do what he wants. No one here is old enough for that. So yeah, so I guess my physics teacher and I didn't have chemistry, but there was still a chart. Going from covalent bonds to bail bonds. That joke doesn't work in Korea, that one's just for me. Okay, uh, I guess that's why I'm not a woman in STEM. That's my time, thank you so much. Let's move on to our next comedian here. All right, goodbye, y'all. Have a good night. Our next comedian up is Chico. Everybody, give it up, give it up. Thank you, I appreciate it. I'm a travel nurse, so I'll be here for the next few months just hanging out with you guys, seeing what the comedy scene is like. How do you guys feel about Black History Month? Yeah, good answer. That's a safe answer as well. I don't want to say that I hate it, but I feel like it's a lot of pressure. You know, everyone's always like, oh, black excellence, we got to be great. I don't know how to explain it, but it's like I hate going to Popeye's, so I feel like a black person wearing black face when I go there. I don't know if anybody else experiences that besides me. But I'm also a nurse. I work ICU. Um, I've been a nurse for about four and a half years. And like nursing is a predominantly like a white woman field. It's like 75% white women, you know. We're just like the others. They don't really like give us a name or anything. And like I'm used to being like the only black one on the unit most of the time. I thought that was like the worst thing ever. So I realized being like one of two black women on the unit is 10 times worse. So I'm being called the wrong name constantly. Because I've been called Keisha for the last three weeks. We don't have a Keisha on our unit, so I don't know. Any black girl name apparently works. That's what I found out, guys. Beyonce, Letitia, Latoya, I'm all the above, apparently. 
but I'm not a cool person. I know this because, like, in Los Angeles, like, my, my comedian's friends tell me all the time. They always tell me, Chica, I'm not cool. And I knew this because they're like, hey, Chica, you're a nurse. What's your favorite drug? Do you have a favorite of all? Weed? Yeah. Like weed is and they're always, like, telling me, hey, Chica, what's your favorite drug? You know, PCP, LSD, JRE podcast. What are you into? Get some Rogan in your days, what they tell me. And it's like, I've never once felt the urge to steal, like, a narcotic or anything as a nurse. The only thing I ever felt the urge to steal, it was either, like, a Benadryl or a laxative tablet. Like, that's who I am as a person, guys. Party at Chica's house in bed by 9 o'clock, you'll wake up regular. Laxatives just make me feel, like, skinny on the inside. Oh, dang it, yeah. So, like, I gained a lot of weight recently. I'm about, like, 15 pounds, like, above, like, my baseline weight. And it's, like, sticking around. So I'm feeling, like, really insecure now. And it's, like, but I have found, like, the silver lining of it all, right? The good news, I can still fit into a small. The bad news, I can't get out of it. I'm just fighting for my life in a Ross dressing room. And I guess I was in there for such a long time because the attendant came over and she was, like, are you okay in there? I'm not stealing. I'm just fat. Leave me alone, lady. But in honor of Black History Month, um, have you guys seen the Black Panther film? You guys have seen Black Panther 2? Have you seen it, sir? You guys seen it? Wow, really? You got 21 days left. But really quickly, I just have a quick IQ test for you guys. Right? Do we know that Africa is a continent? Okay, that's an easy one. Do we know the difference between Rwanda and Wakanda? Do we know the difference between those two places? And it's like, I'm not trying to be like condescending. Some people just don't know is what I found out, guys. Wakanda's a fictional place from the film, if you didn't know. Like, I, like, I like to try to joke around with people a little bit, you know, like, oh, Wakanda, is that near Nigeria? I was like, yeah. Nigeria is southeast of Wakanda, north of Narnia. That's how you find us on the map, guys. You know, a lot of real people to anyone. And like, being Nigerian, like, I grew up thinking I was going to have an arranged marriage, which sucks because I'm told to have a no one taught me how to date. I don't know if you guys ever had a conversation with like someone and you immediately regret the conversation. That's me every single day with my African parent. Right? They survive like nationwide poverty and world wars. They have nothing left to give, right? So I was having a conversation with my mom, and immediately the conversation went left. And I said, "Ugh, I just want to kill myself." Do it quietly. I have a headache. So I'm just living out of spite at this point. I'm about to wrap it up really quickly, guys. Just a quick one since it's Black History Month, guys. We have this quote in the black community that goes a little something like this, is that behind every successful black woman is a black man yelling, we like white girls. Thank you, guys. That's my time. All right, give it up one more time for Chica, everybody. All right, I'm going to be following this next comedian, but this comedian is new to the room. Give it up for Carson Roberts, everybody. All right. What's up, guys? My name's Carson. Uh, you're probably wondering why I'm holding an empty water bottle. I am, too. Put that right there. It's actually my emotional support water bottle uh, because what I'm feeling right now is a dire need to take a piss, uh, and that's empty, so... I got options. 
So we're in February now. Uh, it was a good month for me. I um, turned 24. Uh, it was great. I talked to my grandma. Uh, she called me for my birthday. Uh, I like talking to my grandma. She's cool. I think she's probably like the second furthest left person in my whole family. Um, I remember one time I was in an argument with my mom, and I said, he was like, well, how would you deal with a fascist? And I said, you'd kill him, just straight up. And then she's on the phone with her mom later, and she's just like, you will never believe what your grandmother told me earlier. And she's like, well, what? And my mom told her. She was just like, he's advocating violence against fascists. She's like, my grandma was like, and he's goddamn right about it. She's like, if, uh, if we did a little bit more of that in uh, Spain, I wouldn't have uh, ended up in America. Mom's like, but America's great. I told her, yeah, well, she's in West Virginia, so. Could have turned out better. Anyway, no, so yeah, I was on, um, I was on the phone with my grandma. Uh, who here likes talking to their grandparents on the phone? Okay, nobody. Why? Because it takes forever, right? They're dead. Oh, well, okay. Who here likes going to a psychic reading and talking to their grandparents? Yeah, no, same thing. They talk forever. Um, this call lasted all of 45 seconds. So thank you, Alzheimer's. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you thought you were the only one coming with dark humor. Nope. All right. Uh, it was also a good month. I went to visit some friends down in Southern California. And uh, they, uh, we're all visiting. Uh, we're going to a concert down in uh, Long Beach. But he lives in Anaheim, so we're all going to crash with him. Uh, one of my friends had to drop out last minute because uh, he decided he was going to get engaged. Talk about fucked up priorities, man. Anyway, so we replaced him with uh, one of my friends I grew up with. And I had a great time. I was super excited to go. Uh, all my friends are 5'8 and shorter. So I kind of felt like a king. Really, I'm 5'10". I don't get to feel tall ever, like ever. So I had a pretty good time because um, being 5'10 isn't really fun when you're a guy. I mean, you know, everybody for years and years and years, it's all been about being tall. You want to be over six feet, right? But now recently, we, uh, we've started glorifying short kings. And honestly, now we got little people and tall people like outflanking us. It's ridiculous. So basically what I'm saying is we need a PR campaign for average height dudes because we got nothing right now. Oh, all right. All right, let's see. Uh, another fun fact about my birthday. Uh, I like to, when people tell me it's their birthday, I like to think about what uh, their parents are doing nine months before them. And if you're doing the math or if you don't want to, nine months before my birthday is roughly 420. I know, a high holy holiday. We love it. Uh. Yeah, so I asked my parents. I was just like, I was like, hey, man, what, what was the deal? You dad, like, high as shit or what? Like, what, what was going on here? She's like, no, actually, the, um, nine months before your birthday. Oh, well, yeah, no, that was your Uncle Chris's funeral. No, tragic. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, you know, some people, they can claim that uh, they're conceived uh, by, you know, during morning sex. Uh, I was actually conceived during morning sex. Thank you very much, guys. All right, that was Carson. Up next is me. All right, hello. Hello, everybody. 
I could um, not open my foreskin until I was 15. <laughs> it's an unspoken about struggle that me and my uncut brothers understand. The circumcised media doesn't want you to hear about this. I actually had to get it open, though, by like a medical professional. It was my dentist. I didn't question his expertise. I'll do anything for oral health. Okay. That's how I decided to start this. So I am a, I'm pretty broke right now. I, I've gone to that point where just things keep going wrong with my car, but I'm just ignoring them. Like my brakes started going out, but I'm like, it's fine. It's fine. I'll just press down harder and hope no strollers roll into traffic. It's fine. Passenger door stopped opening, but I was like, it's fine. it's fine. I'll just stop knowing other people. I'm good. Check engine light turned on, but it's fine. I'll be okay. I'll just kill myself. It's fine. Okay. Going bad. Um, I do have a dog at home. I, I kind of do wish he, like, could understand what's going on here because I, I do tell him jokes with it. That dude has no sense of humor and there are animals that can laugh that aren't us. Right. <laughs> you guys know that like uh, rats will laugh if you tickle them. How do I know this? You ask mind your business. I answer what I do at PetSmart at 3 a.m. is between me, God and those poor defenseless animals. I do think, though, like, rats always get a bad rap. I, I kind of relate to them, though, you know, because I also, like, go out in the night and gather a bunch of food. I also walk into rooms and cause women to jump on tables and scream. I also have been used for drug experiments. Not in, like, a lab. I just like to party. Okay. <laughs> Um, I also, uh, was, uh, conceived around 420. So either my parents were having a wild holiday or thought the other thing is my father probably made a large lapse in judgment during April Fool's. Okay. I'm going to give up the rest of this time. Thank y'all so much. <laughs> Okay, next up, please give it up for Johnny. You want to hear your last name too? <laughs> yeah, the word nut is in my last name, so like everyone watches yeah. <laughs> it. It's fucked. But uh, I feel like I look like the kind of guy that like is allowed to buy Sudafed from Walgreens, you know? So I look like a guy that does math, you know? So we're looking like a guy that does meth, though, you know, because people, they either don't trust you or they go, hey, can I get some fucking meth, you know? I don't know. <laughs> I, guess, uh, I guess I'm wearing Carhartt shirts these days, too. I feel like I'm, like, doing shit that I used to, like, make fun of. That's a weird feeling, you know, where you become, like, the villain. Like, I don't wear construction, you know, but I'm just wearing Carhartt. You know, the other day I was, like, uh, this is how you know it's getting bad. The other day I was just walking around in camo shorts. 
the fuck? You know? I don't know. That seems pretty weird to me. <laughs> it was a conscious decision to be wearing camo shorts in the middle of the day. I don't know. Can I be vulnerable with you guys for a little bit? I have uh, I have two really hot sisters, which is really weird, you know? Because, um, like, if you look at a picture of the three of us, you know, it's like model, model, uh, incel or skinhead, you know? Or, like, a charity case or something. I don't know. It's weird, though, having hot sisters, you know? And I don't want to, like, have sex with them. I just want to get that on the record, you know, because that would be really weird, right? I mean, it'd be weird if, if you want to have sex with your hot sisters, but it'd be weirder if you had ugly sisters and you were, like, you know, bragging about not wanting to have sex with them. I don't know. Because, like, people hear you want to have sex with your ugly sisters, and they're like, ew. You know, but they hear you want to have sex with your hot sisters, and they're like, ew. I don't know. <laughs> they're both pretty fucked up, but one time... <laughs> Yeah, my sisters really don't like that joke. Uh, they think I need to go to therapy. I'm like, I don't know. I, I think you should go to therapy, you know? Get all, the def get all defensive. Uh, my family's pretty funny, though. Um, like, I got, like a, I got a brother, too. And uh, he's like, he's like a, he looks like Clark Kent. Like, he's like a fucking model. And then I got an older sister who's white who lives in Africa who hates white people, you know? So I, I got this, like, Chad brother and this, like, woke sister. So anytime I'm like making a decision, I can just hear their like their two personalities, you know. Like my I'm like thinking, just what should I do? My just is like, actually, you should uh, you should hate yourself. And then I hear my brother's like, no, buy, buy, you know, you want to buy. All right, yeah, seems to be going pretty good, you know. <laughs> I um, my dad's a maniac as well, just roasting my family to strangers on a Friday night. He's, cause he's like a Republican in his like soul, you know. But he married a liberal woman, so like he has liberal liberal views. But he has like conservative outbursts, but they all have like CNN conclusions, you know. They'll say things like uh, these fucking Mexicans. I'm like, Dad, what? He's like, they're the backbone of the economy, you know. He's like, a female sideline reporters. I don't know something about them. They are so organized compared to the men, you know. It's like gay people. I like the way they dress. I'm like, Dad. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I uh, I work as a security guard, you know, which is a little weird because I'm like, I mean, look at me, you know. Like, I, I tried to kick this guy out the other day, and he looked at me. He's like, uh, I'm going to stay. <laughs> I'm like, all right. <laughs> Fucking kick him in the shins, you know. All right, that's all I got. Thanks, everyone. Give it up for Sean and yourselves. That was Johnny. All right, we have our next comedian that just walked in. Give it up for Brian Oshie. Okay, I may have said that wrong. <laughs> you ever get so high, you feel like Biggie Smalls without the confidence, just overeating and breathing weird and shit? Nah, I, I mean neither. I don't smoke weed at all. You guys seem pretty cool though. Uh, you got a job? Oh, that's cool. Um, <laughs> so the, the punchline of this one is, so I bought a waterbed instead. 
I like big girls, big fat girls. The bigger, the better. But I haven't had any luck lately, so I bought a water bed instead. You guys are still pretty cool. Do you got a job? Oh, that's cool, man. I like people that have jobs, you know what I mean? That way they have couches and shit. Ah, yeah, you guys. Anyone into long nipples? Yeah, fuck that shit. My grandpa got AIDS. They come to his house and they help him out. Yeah. You got I'm not even playing, man. You guys I got a car and everything if anyone wants to hang out later. I'm not trying to brag or nothing, but uh Hey uh when you break dance, do you put your heart and soul into it? No, neither do I. I know, fuck that, right? Just keep it chill when you're popping and locking. Big booty bitches be tripping sometimes. I don't know where you guys are from, but you guys are kind of fucking weird. And I'm starting to get a little fucking squeaked out. You know what I mean? I don't know who you guys are just staring at me like that, but this shit's got to stop. I got diabetes. That's not true. I shoot heroin. That's not true either. I snort that shit. All right, fuck it. Guys, you want to play like that? We can do this all night. I didn't start beating off until I was 28. A little weird. I'll admit. I was the wet dream king of the south side of Chicago. Yeah, if anyone pissed me off, I'd spend the night on their couch. Call back to your couch. You got a job. I sleep on people's couches. So I do. Don't piss me off. So this the, the name of this joke is called Tickleback. It says Tickleback. Sometimes when I'm going to the bathroom, I like to tickle the part where my butt crack meets my back. And then I was thinking if I was in a band, it'd be called Tickleback. No, that one, I don't like that joke either. I don't like the band Nickelback. I don't even know what they are. I know they just suck. They're the butt of a lot of jokes. But you guys are cool. I do have a car. I don't have heroin, but I do have marijuana. But I'm a marijuana addict, so I only do RSO edible. But you guys could smoke all my greenery from my friend's farm on your couch while we listen to fucking Rastafarian and roll around with each other. All right, I think I got the horn. I got a couple seconds left, right? 30 seconds or something, five minutes, whatever it is. Uh, do you know algebra? Yeah, a little bit. We all know a little bit from high school and shit. Remember high school when everyone hated us? No, everyone liked you. They hated me. But now I get revenge. I get to do heroin and sleep on couches and make love to women from open mics or men. But uh, you guys are cool. And my name is Brian O'Shea. And it's been fun and interesting, and uh, we'll make love and uh, hang out on that guy's couch later. All right, I'll see you later.
that was Brian. Okay, up next, give it up for Dash Raynor, everybody. Give it up, give it up, give it up. Uh, thank you, Sean. Good evening, folks. Hi, everybody. So for the loyal listeners listening at home, this is part two of the Mutiny Radio Art History Series. They'll, they'll recall part one was about uh, the v- Venus of Willendorf, but today we're keeping with the Austria theme. We're going to talk about one of the f- most famous portraits in all of history. Who here knows Diego Velazquez? Artist, one person knows Diego Velazquez. You know the, the, the portrait series on the Infanta Margarita? No, never heard of this one? Some of the most... Some of the most important pieces of portraiture that have ever been made, right? And the story behind it's crazy. I swear to you, I am not making up a word of this, right? This is this is pure history coming at you right here. It's uh, Philip the Fourth's reign. He's king of Spain, and he finally has a daughter, and she's just born a babe. She's just like this blue-eyed blonde babe. And as soon as he's born, he's like, "We got to get word out about this. Get me the best painter." In all of Spain, we need him on this right now. And he says, but the sir, uh, Velasquez, he's, he's so old. He's almost dead. He's like, I don't care. Get me the very best. We need Velasquez. We need to paint this girl. I need to send her to all of the courts across all of Europe. We will find her a marriage. You know, the, the king was very intent on that. And poor Velasquez, he shows up. He starts, like, painting the queen, who is all of, like, 19 years old herself. And the king's like, no, her. It's like, oh, dude. Two-year-old? Bro. <laughs> Gross. Come on. It's like, this is seriously what you brought me here to do? How am I supposed to get her to stand still for these portraits? This isn't photography here. You know, this is going to take some time. This is a two-year-old. I'm not changing any diapers either. You know, I'm a respected painter at the height of my career. I'm a six and this is not my job. But he says, no, I don't care how you do it. I don't care how much it costs. You paint this girl and you send them to courts all over Europe. And that's what he did for like five straight years. He did nothing but paint portraits of this little girl and then just send them to every court across all of Europe. And now this is the old days. This is back in the 50s, you know, the 1650s. So s- slower back then, right? And uh, these portraits of the little Infanta Margarita would arrive at the court with essentially a note that attached that says, by the time you're reading this, she's going to be old enough to marry. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's... <laughs> news got around slow and it worked she uh she would become empress of the roman empire holy roman empress of the empire they they got the word out people bit you know this was like the early online dating you know send send a portrait across europe and uh yeah she got the big job she nailed like the biggest job you could possibly get in the princess game empress of the holy roman empire and they just pumped kids out of her for six straight years until it killed her Poor girl. Yeah, she like died at age 20, like six kids in as many years. And uh, yeah, poor Velasquez died like right after painting her too. I don't know why I think this is so... I, you're looking at me and it's either like, why is he talking about this? Or why haven't I heard this before? Like why this is the most important portrait series that's ever been made and it was a dating profile for a four-year-old. And I thought that was weird that we're not already talking about this, right? Yeah, thank you. What timing. Uh, but yeah, next time, join us next week for our discussion on pre-Columbian Peruvian pottery and uh, <laughs> structures with two right hands. I guess they, they couldn't figure out the right versus left hand. They had, to, they had to get the European influence to figure that one out. But that's enough foreshadowing. All right, I love you guys. I'm Dash Renault. Bye. All 
right, Dash, history lesson. Okay, I believe this is going to be our final comedian of the night. Give it up for Numan Shake, everybody. Yeah, thank you guys. I'm very happy to be here. Um, a little bit about me. I'm a big fan of rap music. But I know, like, there's a lot of, like, fighting between people who like old rap and people who like new rap. Like, I saw this post recently that was like, I hate how the new generation doesn't respect Tupac. Which I don't think is fair, because the old generation killed Tupac. So, yeah, I think that's good. Um, I don't know if you guys know it. I don't know if you guys know this, but they made this movie about Gandhi in the 90s. And I'm glad they made this movie in the 90s because there's not, there's not a lot of Indian actors today that could pull off Gandhi. Like, Dev Patel is too hot. And I'm not ready for Aziz Ansari to be Gandhi. You know, that's a bit much. I am glad there's, like, more representation in movies nowadays. But I'm realizing that's, like, a uniquely American focus. Like I was watching, like, an Indian movie recently. And there was a part where these characters, they have to meet this guy named Juan, who's from Mexico. And Juan is just, not, is just another Indian dude in a sombrero and a Mexican soccer jersey. And I don't know, man. I feel like that would be like with the new Black Panther, which is a Brad Pitt in a do-rag. You know, that would be insane. Yeah. Um, I don't know. There's not a lot of Indian people. There's no Indian people here, so I feel comfortable saying this. Um, as an Indian person, Kumar from like the Harold and Kumar movies means a lot more to me than Kamala Harris. Like way more. Like, you know what I mean? Like fuck the White House, I wanna go to White Castle, that shit seems way more fun, in my opinion. I'm not a very political person, but I am very, I like, I'm, I'm very firm on this stance. Like I don't think Americans deserve healthcare, we really don't. Like, we came up with the quarter pounder. We chose the path we're on as a country. You know, like, that's that's fair. All right. Um, I work with kids, and it's cool, but, like, sometimes kids will come up to me, and they'll be like, I want to be an astronaut when I grow up. And I got to stop myself from saying, like, hey, you're going to be fighting in the water wars when you grow up. Like, that's your future, you know? Um, I feel like the Apple screen time feature, that's a weird feature on your phone. That's a feature that makes you feel bad about using your product too much. Like, no other company can go get away with that. Like, McDonald's can't have a thing where they're like, if you come here more than three times a week, we're going to call you a fat fuck. All right. Um, I feel like astrology is getting out of hand right now. Like, my friend, she got a DUI recently. And her excuse was, I'm just an Aries. And I was like, I'm pretty sure you're an alcoholic. Like, I don't know what sign that is, but it's not a good one. Like, I feel like we're going to a point where, like, astrology is going to be used like, a legal defense. Like, there are going to be lawyers in court. Like, you know what? My client did kill eight people. But that's just what happens when you're a fire sign. Like, Mercury's in retrograde. It, it happens. Thank you. Um, I wonder what, like, um, I wonder what, like, serial killer, like, horoscopes were. Like, were they getting, like, little messages? Like, hey, you're going to meet a lot of new people this year. But don't get too attached, you know, that's, all right. Yeah, uh, what do I want to end with? Um, my favorite Christmas movie is this 2001 Tim Allen movie called Christmas with the Cranks. 
If you don't know what this movie is, it's this movie where Tim Allen and his wife, they decide to go on a cruise instead of celebrating Christmas. And their entire neighborhood gangs up on them and forces them to celebrate Christmas. And the reason why this is my favorite Christmas movie is because it's also my favorite horror movie. Because, like, as someone who doesn't celebrate Christmas, the idea of my entire neighborhood ganging up on me and forcing me to celebrate is fucking horrifying, you know? Like, if they put Tim Allen in brownface and call that movie Christmas with the cons, that would be my get out, you know? Like, it'd be very cool. All right, give it up for the radio guy. y'all thank you for everyone who stuck around that is the show
If you should ever leave me Life would still go on Believe me
is God's skin?
decided on a song that we would do as a, I should say, salute to Broadway. So we selected this song from a young composer that is fast becoming one of Broadway's artists. To compare with pure imagination, living there, you can be free if you truly, if you want to be, come on.
I want to thank you for this one. You made it happen. This is the one. Yes, yeah, when you sign on the dotted line, fellas. You know, it's been established in our society today that the most important signing in a man's life takes place when he signs his marriage license. Well, they've added something to that now. It's called the application for charge card to ensure that marriage license will hold up one sign. You know what I'm talking about, fellas? Charge card designed to keep one's pockets free of finance. You know, you know, sometimes, fellas, at the end of the month, if you're married and you want to check on your budget and see how you're doing at home, budget around the house, and you find something that looks a little weird, you say, darling, what is this? And she says, well, it was on sale. I had my charge card, you know? But then from time to time, fellas, we'll fall victim to circumstance as well because we might be walking down the street to a good-looking pair of shoes in the store window and say, hey, I think I'll go ahead and cop now and pay later, right? Take the charge card, go in, buy the shoes. Then when the bill comes due at the end of the month, you want to kick yourself in the what's the name with that same pair of shoes, buddy. Thank you. All right. <laughs> When do you say? When do you say? But wiser, whenever the moment is right for a great beer. After the work is done, while you still haven't done any time, the right time to say. When you say, but wiser, you have said it all. <laughs> all right. Little pause for the call.
Oye, mira, yo quiero gozar en California porque yo me siento tan bien. Y por eso yo te quiero porque tú me tratas bien. Come on, let me go. 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 Come on,
Freshest. Do you like fresh fish? It's just fine at Finney's Diner. Finney also has some fresher fish that's fresher and much finer. But his best fish is his freshest fish. And Finney says with pride, the finest fish at Finney's is my freshest fish, French fried. So, don't order the fresh or the fresher fish. At Finney's, if you're wise, you'll say, fetch me the finest French fried, freshest fish that Finney fries. We have a dinosaur named Din. Din's thin. Din doesn't have much skin. And the bones fall out of his left front shin. Then we have to call in Pinner Blin who comes with his handy shin pin bin, and with a thin blin shin bone pin, blin pins Din's shin bones right back in. Now let's talk about money. You should leave your groks home when you travel by air. If you take them along, they charge double the fare, and your groks must be packed and locked up in a groks box, which costs much, much more than a little old fox box. So it's heaps a lot cheaper to fly with your foxes than waste all that money on boxes for grokses. And what do you think costs more? A simple thimble or a single shingle? A simple thimble could cost less than a single shingle would, I guess, so I think that the single shingle should cost more than the simple thimble would. Eat. two ducks, one blue, one black. And when our blue duck goes quack quack, our black duck quickly quack quacks back. The quacks blue quacks make her quite a quacker, but black is a quicker quacker backer. And speaking of quacks reminds me of cracks. Quacks blue quacks make her quite a quacker, but black is a quicker quacker backer. And speaking of quacks reminds me of cracks and stacks and sacks and shacks and snacks. So, oh say can you say, I have cracks in my shack, I have smoke in my stack and I think there's a snack in the sack on my back. needs Fred and Fred needs Fritz. Fritz feeds Fred and Fred feeds Fritz. 
Fred feeds Fritz with ritzy Fred food. Fritz feeds Fred with ritzy Fritz food. And Fritz, when fed, has often said, I'm a Fred-fed Fritz. Fred's a Fritz-fed Fred. rather be when you grow up? A cop in a cop's cap or a cupcake cook in a cupcake cook's cap? Or a fat flapjack flapper in a flat flapped jack cap? Cook in a cupcake cook's cap. Or a fat flapjack flapper in a flat flapped jack cap? Or if you think you don't like cops' caps, flapjack flappers, or cupcake cooks' caps, maybe you're one of those choosy chaps who likes kooky captain's caps, perhaps. More about Blinn. And, oh, say, can you say, Far away in Berlin, a musical urchin named Gretchen von Schwinn has a blue-footed, true-footed, trick-fingered, slick-fingered, six-fingered, six-string, tin-schwinn mandolin. This is Curtis Mayfield. Sit down and take a listen. This may be something that you're missing. I know your mind you want it funky, but you don't have to be no junkie. Get yourself together. Remember, Freddy's dead.
Hi, I'm Curtis, and I'm so glad that I've got my own, you know, so glad that I can see. I've got a natural high. The man can't put no thing on me, and he can't put no thing on you either. Keep your nose clean. Don't be no junkie. Remember, Freddy's dead.
all about animals, starting with germs. And I want to mention a really great book called The Gospel of Germs. And it's um, the story of when germs were discovered in the early 20th century. And there was a, a big campaign to convince people that they actually existed, that there were these tiny invisible animals that could kill you. And it's, uh, in most parts of the world, uh, France and Italy and China. The campaign was a, a complete uh, failure, but um, it really caught on in the United States where people said, you know, tiny invisible things that could kill you? I don't see why not. I mean, it's a place that already believes in a lot of invisible things, but anyway, now that people are becoming more and more like machines, I think it's a good time to remember how much we actually have in common with animals. Take our eyes, for example. Our eyes are in the front of our head.